Hello and welcome back to Death and Dying in Denver. I'm your alliterative host, Desiree Celeste. I have not recorded since um, February 22nd, 2021, and almost forgot my introduction. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to do a little catch up. It's been about three months since I've done an episode and... Um, Everything about my death education and practice is different now. Everything. It's all, all aspects turned on their head. Um, so in the last three months, I have had multiple incredibly severe bouts of um, imposter syndrome <laughs> and um, inspiration fatigue and... Um, I don't know, just low self-confidence. And so it's been kind of a whirlwind to experience those feelings and then move through them, give myself the space to feel those feelings fully and validate those feelings and and recognize that that's a time to slow down, take a step back, really just like regroup myself and not add anything new to my plate. And then once I started feeling energetic again, I would start adding new things to my plate all over again. So um, February, I kind of already talked about in my last episode, episode, what, four or five. Um, And then March, I (laughs) uh, finally made a trans inclusion webinar, which was like a long time coming. I just never felt secure enough in being able to make a webinar and to be able to start presenting it to the public because I have just all the anxieties, all of them. Which ones? All of them. So during March, I um, finally, I finally put together my webinar and it's about an hour and a half long where I go through um, like different, uh, it's like a trans 101 and it's, it's aimed at cis people. So non-trans people to be able to better understand trans experience and inclusion. So it has definitions. It has a lot of stories. We go over like actual real world application, like inclusive introductions, um, and ways to, to like update intake forms in order to show inclusion and be more inclusive, just like a lot of ways that non-trans people can show that there is safety in other people's identity with them. And that I feel like is what is so important to me as a non-binary person who is going into death work as an act of community care. So for me, Uh, this is part of my death work. (laughs) This is such a cornerstone of my community care is to be able to create education to be more inclusive because everybody dies, but not everybody has the tools to meet the needs of every client who is dying. And so when, when a person who is dying connects best with someone who is cisgender, but they themselves are trans, like it's, it's so good for that cisgender person to be able to have that toolkit of knowing how to, to like communicate safety and identity to that trans client, not just in death work, but beyond. It's really just 
my way of trying to uplift and protect my trans community. And so I, in March, made the webinar. In April, I started practicing it. I um, pitched it to a lot of other trans people and had um, peer review, which was the biggest part of accountability for me was peer review. And made all the necessary adjustments and then started um, <laughs> started presenting it to people in the death work community and, and beyond my local Colorado community. A lot of teachers have been able to um, come to, it's all over Zoom, but we're able to attend it as well. So that was all throughout May. Um, I have been launching it to the public and I'll continue to be offering it monthly until people stop showing up, until somehow I know that I can walk into any situation and know I'm not going to be misgendered. So at what point is that? Probably uh, way deep down into the future. So I'll be doing this once a month for quite a while. Um, what else? I applied to be part of Anelda's, um, what are they calling it? Include, not inclusion. What is it? It's like their oversight board. Um, advisory Council, that's what it is. It's the LGBTQIA Two-Spirit Plus Advisory Council. Um, and so I've applied to be part of that. It was actually suggested to me by multiple people after taking my trans inclusion webinar. Uh, a lot of people were like, hey, I see that Anelda's doing this advisory council. You should do it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm feeling like my application was really strong since um, I actually pointed out some trans uh, opportunities for trans inclusion that was in the application itself. So I'm hoping that they see that and they're like, oh, this person can like already spot ways that they can help and they can communicate it in ways that we can actually hear it. So I'm hoping that I can be on it. But either way, I'm just excited for any company and especially one that has such a huge worldwide platform to be cognizant of shortcomings to the community at large and want to take steps to correct those. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Anyone who's on it, but I really want to be on it. What else? I launched um, peer mentorship. One-on-one -on -one mini mentorship is what I'm calling it, but it's hour-long mentorships. Um, launched that this past month in May after a couple months of people coming to me and saying, hey, can I pay you for your time to help me with my business? Um, uh, people have seen me kind of just self-navigate in a really like weirdly productive and successful way. Um, I know I'm, I'm not even 35, so I'm still very young, but my entire career has been based around creating and launching trainings and training other people. It has been team building, uh, serving accountability in ways where people actually grow from it instead of sh shut down from it. Um, it's creating action plans, it's doing marketing, it's merchandising, it's hiring, it's all of that. Um, and so I have kind of just been like, oh, I'm going to launch a webinar now. Uh, I'm going to figure out the steps. And I was very successful. <laughs> and so other people have taken notice and they are like, they're also like tapping on shoulder on my shoulder and being like, hi, 
can we set up a time? And I'm like, yes, of course, I would love to. Please let me be there because this is another act of community care. Um, I'm really fortunate that I'm able to offer my my hour-long mentorships uh, at a sliding scale. And actually, on my website, it says that it's a sliding scale between $40 to $120 an hour, but it really is a pay-what-you-can because I recognize that so many people who need this help most just don't have the expendable income. And that's part of the reason why they need this help. And so for me, I don't want to shut the door or exclude anyone just because they can't pay, you know? So for me, this is my like, my passion and my drive and something that makes me really excited is to be able to help people build their own businesses. And this is, we are in a capitalism machine. Um, I can't pay my rent based off of trade and barter as much as I'd love to, as much as I, as I'd love to go to and like, (laughs) just be like, let me do this. And so that way I don't have to pay. I have to make money somehow. And so for me, the, the trans webinar has, um, been part of that. And, um, the mentorship has been part of that. And I'm really excited about those aspects and everything that I'm doing. I feel really good about um, next month, because I am recording this at the very end of May. But in June, I will be launching grief gatherings. Um, I had the extreme pleasure of being able to do a um, one-on-one consultation and education with someone who is uh, has been in grief gathering and grief circles uh, for 14 years now and gave me some really incredible advice. Um, I'm not sure if she is taking her education's public quite yet. If she is, I will drop a link below. Um, below, like we're on YouTube. I'll, I'll drop a link in the description um, if she is doing it uh, publicly at this point. But um, I am very excited to do the grief gatherings. I'm doing two monthly that are open So they're open to the public. They're kind of like one off as people need it. And then down the line, if there is a request for it, I will start doing longer structured ones. So it's like dedicated small groups that will go on for four or six weeks at a time. Um, But for right now, we're doing small groups of uh, like up to eight to 10 people, probably eight people. Um, And one of them would be specific to the Colorado. state of Colorado. And the other would be for queer people, because I know that um, queer grief needs can look very different from from everyone else's. (laughs) Because I know that my grief, um, I feel like I've lost different things when I lose people. And for, for some cases, it's like the, the first person who knew that I was pansexual or, and I feel like I've lost a piece of that, that validity in my sexuality because that person's no longer with me or, uh, losing my grandma 10 years ago before I ever came out as, um, as queer, (laughs) like my multiple, my multiple types of queerness. I, she doesn't, she died not knowing who I am. Um, and that's a really heavy thing. And that I feel like 
for me, if I could have could have had a space specifically for my grief as a queer person, I feel like my healing could have been deeper. You know, so I want to be able to give that to other people. So I'm going to be um, launching that next month. What else I have? Um, oh, <laughs> I have created a, a newsletter. So I have like a monthly new newsletter that comes out with all my like educations and offerings that I'm doing. And that was exciting to start because let me just say when I was still um when I was still beginning to launch my trans webinar to the public I would post about it in local free groups um like free Facebook groups and I'd be like hey like I'm learning how to self-host on Zoom. If you would like to attend, it's going to be free. I have 10 spots or whatever. And so because of that, I had almost 50 people. No, that's an overstatement. I had like 35 people um, contact me directly and be like, can I be on a waiting list or a notification list or a mailing list or something? So that way I know when you're offering this next because I, I want to be part of this. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing a newsletter. And so I got to learn how to make a newsletter. And let me just say, I love it. I love building a newsletter. It's, it's fun and it's rewarding and it's exciting. And so I um, started a newsletter. Uh, I had hired someone to build my website for me uh, probably like three, four months ago. And as I was like, okay, well, I'm doing webinars now and I'm going to do mentoring and I have this newsletter link and I have all of these things. I was like, I contacted my web designer and I was like, hi, um, would it be possible for me to go in and just tinker with this myself? Because I feel compelled and I want to do this. I want to, I want to learn how to do this. I might not always be able to do it for myself, but right now I have the energy to do it. And so I have rebuilt my, my website. It's a landing page. It is not a full-on website. I am a minimalist, y'all. I'm not a minimalist in talking, but I am a minimalist visually. So for me, I'm just like, okay, I want it to be a one-page landing page. I want it to be like really clear and concise. If there's a link off-site, I want it to be really obvious. I want like, and so I have made my landing page it is still pretty basic. I don't know. I'm not a graphic designer. I didn't go to school. I'm not over here like rivaling my web designer at all. But I feel good that I, I got my finger in that pie and that I'm like just squishing around with the cherries. And I'm just like, ooh, this is cool. I'm dyeing my hands red. I just I wanted to know how to do it myself, even if I'm not going to do it forever, even if I'm not the best at it. It's fun to learn. Um, and honestly, I'm at a point where I am having fun learning every aspect <laughs> of this so far of um, learning how to like self-market and um, like build a business and learning how to how to make tickets, how to like create or like work with a scheduling app and like all of this stuff. It's so much fun to me. Um, but the scary part is the actually doing of the death work. That's where I'm at right now. That's my concern. 
is I'm so glad that I have such supportive people. Like I have mentors in my life that I can call upon and I do call upon. I have peers in the death work network that I call upon when I'm not feeling great. Um, but that's my big concern is actually going into death work. Um, I think I'm ready. Oh, sorry. I just slapped my mic a little. Um, I know, I know I'm ready. I've done this before. It's the, the doing it in an official capacity part that concerns me a little bit because being there bedside while people are passing or animals are passing, doing um, like pre-death and post-death planning. These are all things that I have done for over 10 years. And it's been such a normal part of my life. But now that I'm like saying and putting it out there that I am a death worker, it's like this whole new weight is involved. And I'm like, what? Uh it's how do I how do I call myself that now when it's always just been something that like people know that I'm I'm there for it doesn't I'm not the friend who's going to be afraid of your grief I'm not the friend who's going to be like oh like your dog's dying I can't possibly be there for that like please call me I've always been that person I'm like oh no like you need you need real like serious support in this time someone's dying you're dying you're scared whatever is happening right now like please i am there for it true crises there for all of it i'm not shy what's making me shy is actually like absorbing this title for it and that's the weird part because i'm i feel like i'm ready i'm ready for like all all these other aspects that i've just been like oh yeah i'm just going to do it like I'm at a <laughs> I'm at this point where I'm just like, oh, that seems cool. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> but it's the death part that I'm like, I've reached out to multiple hospices, um, requesting to come and start doing volunteering in order to see if that will help me to move past anxieties of going in maybe it's because like these people I'm meeting with strangers is that the part is that part of what's concerning me because my constant concern in life is inadvertently doing harm when I'm trying to help that's my constant concern in life my poor therapist has had to deal with me talk about that all the time <laughs> and she just always tells me, she's like, that's how you know that you're, you're going to be doing right, though, is because you're concerned about doing it wrong. And I'm just like, none of that makes sense to me. What? <laughs> so that's, that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I am successful already. Like, I'm successful in the business aspects of... Um, self-navigating and creating my own business in my webinar and my mentorships in self-marketing in peer marketing. I, I am, uh, there's other projects happening that I cannot talk about right now because I'm essentially like working for a couple other people, a few other people, like one singular person in two networks um, that I am working with essentially for in some aspect for their marketing. 
Um, but those aren't my projects to talk about. Um, and I'm doing all these things. And I'm really successful at that stuff. But the thing that is most important to me, like being, being there with families and being their bedside and like holding hands and holding space and holding grief, that's the part that scares me the most. But it's also the part that I've been doing the longest. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to do these podcasts more often. Don't hold me. Don't, don't hold it to me. Don't hold me to it. Don't. No. <laughs> I'm probably going to do these podcasts more often because I feel like, yes, death work is booming right now. There's so many new people coming into it and there's so many people concerned because where do you start? What do you do? How do you make money from it? Can you make money from it? Um, what education? Like, what does it actually entail? And I feel like this podcast will be helpful for me to be able to look back on in five years and be able to look back on my growth and what I've done today. But I also hope that it's going to be helpful for other people who are questioning if this is a good path for them. I would like this to be helpful for people. Um, and so because of that, we're going to be podcasting again. And by we, it's me. It's me, baby. I do most of the stuff all by myself. I do have a great network. I have a great support system, people who are down to teach me things. Right now, I do it all myself. Um, maybe one day that will change. But for now, this is me. Uh, if you would like to connect with me on a more regular basis, please feel free to check out my Instagram, which is just underscore Desiree Celeste underscore. I update on there almost every single day in my stories, and um, I make posts at least once a, once a week. I share education. I create education. Um, I share a lot of support. Lately, I've been doing in my stories um, Ask Dad times because I have very dad-like energy, I'm told, like good dad energy. Um, I'm very much so the person who will give you direct and honest like feedback, criticism, and advice. I am someone who will tell you that I'm proud of you, kiddo, if that's, if that's what you'd like or if you would like advice on a specific situation. So in my stories, I do Ask Dad times. Um, kind of at random, it really depends on the feel of uh, the community. I wonder how well um, my feedback protection and noise gate are working right now, because can you hear the kids just screaming outside? You can tell it's a beautifully sunny day. Um, it's a beautiful sunny day here in Colorado, and just the kids are out there just screaming. It's fantastic. It's nice to hear. Um, and I'm not being facetious. I actually do enjoy hearing people having a good time. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in connecting more frequently, hit up my Instagram. Um, I'm going to have my link tree, which will have uh, my links to my website, my Instagram, my ticketing, uh, my box office account, which my box office is where you'll be able to get tickets to my trans inclusion webinar, my grief gathering. If you're listening to this episode somewhere deep into the future, who knows what else is going to be on there? Who knows? Like I could be like, I don't know. My imagination is um, 
not running anywhere right now. My imagination is just sitting right down. Um, so <laughs> if you're listening to this, listening to this a year from now, you could be seeing tickets to a uh, pool party somewhere at a Vegas casino. I don't know. Who knows what I'll be doing in a year. I just know that I'm probably still going to be here at this desk enjoying my time with you. As always, I don't know how to end podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that I'll hear from you in some respect soon. Bye.